Welcome to the Grazing Grass Podcast, Episode 9. Don't focus on what everyone else has, but focus on what you can do with your budget. You're listening to the Grazing Grass Podcast, helping grass farmers produce forages for livestock. I'm Cal Hardy, your host, and on today's show, we have Marcos Jeffers from Jeffers Cattle Company in Mexico. He talks about his ranch and operation in a semi-arid environment with drought conditions this year and how they managed it. One amazing facet of their operation is their paddocks. They have 500 paddocks. Before we get to Marcos, our podcast is fairly new, and we greatly appreciate it when you share our podcast or if you go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review for us. It helps others find us. Also, you can find our show notes and more information about the podcast at grazinggrass.com. Also, if you're thinking, I didn't ask a question I should have asked, you may go there and fill out the Ask Your Question form. Also, we are looking for future guests for our podcast. If you are a grass farmer or know someone that is that would be a great guest, drop me a line. You can go to grazinggrass.com and find out more information there. Anyway, enough of the housekeeping. Let's talk to Marcos. Marcos, we're excited to have you on the Grazing Grass podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your operation? Um, my name is Marcos Jeffers. We we ranch in in northern Mexico. Uh, we are about three hours south of the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, we've been ranching in Mexico since the 1880s. So that's uh, we've been also been managing holistically uh, with Alan Savory's uh, techniques for the past 36 years. So we've we've figured out a way to to ranch in a semi-arid environment. So semi-arid, how much rainfall do you get there? Uh, it depends on the year. Uh, we've had years, like last year, we, we, we had 15 inches, 15 to, to 20 inches a year is our, our normal. But this year we've had only four inches all year. So it, it can change in a heartbeat. Oh, yes. And those four inches, were they spread out throughout the year or did you get them all in one time or how was that? We got half of it in one rain and the other half spread out, but it wasn't the thing that happened. Our grass started growing and it dried up and start growing again. So it wasn't, well, it, it, we grew some grass, not like usually, but there's grass. Oh, well, good. Did it, how else did it affect your management? with getting so little water this year well everything changed uh we usually when we get good rain we usually run from we run a 300 day rest period uh, on all of our paddocks and from 300 we had to use our drought reserve we had and now we're running 500 day uh rest period but it should we should be fine this year and pray for rain next year oh yes <laughs> Now, on your 
uh, paddocks, how many cows are you running and how often are you moving them? We run 500 mother cows on uh, the paddocks and in hectares. We use a metric system in Mexico, five hectares a day of the paddock, which is about uh, seven acres almost, I think. Okay. So, so in seven acres, we move them from four to six times a day. Depends how, how, how long I want to be up here with the cows or, well, not even, we have automatic gates, so it's not, it's not that much work. It's just setting up the hot wire. Um, all of we have over, over 500 paddocks, a paddock per day, basically in that paddock split in, in four different sections, four to six different sections. Uh, and those we're running density about 400 cows per hectare. Uh, of density which is oh, yes which is short-term density it's uh, for only two hours at a time for so two we, hours wow yep so do you a day and set up all your fences then have your gates set up to automatically work or how do you manage your getting those paddocks set up usually i uh what i what i use the most the biggest tool i use to set up the paddocks is a app called pasture map uh, oh, yes. I, have every, I have everything on pasture map so it's a lot easier just to come up here since I don't have anything permanent done I just pull out my phone see where where I drew the lines on the computer the exact five hectares and and string up poly wire um, and in the morning I just string it up in the morning I come up see if the cows moved on their own because I have an automatic gate for the morning at seven in the morning and they move on their own at seven and they all day they're moving on their, their own. And I come back at in the afternoon and, and check, check the water and everything and set up the gates for the next day. So I'm always usually from two days to five days ahead on my fence building. So it's, it's not that much work. People, oh, yes. people tell me I'm, I'm kind of crazy for moving my cows six times a day, but um, when you're organized and, and you have uh, enough days where you can, well, I only really work two hours a day in the morning when I get up here and I string up a hot wire and then in the afternoon, just come check on them. Oh, yes. Now on your pasture map, you said you draw it on the computer. And then when you go out there, does the phone tell you where you are in relationship to your your yeah. lines you drawn yes uh pasture map uses a, a satellite map of your ranch and then you can draw wherever you want on the computer you can draw oh, the yes. permanent fences you have and all that so so and then it all automatically syncs to the app you have on your phone and the, the app has a gps so you know where every corner is you know how many rest days we've had how many uh how much water we've had on that paddock so when we, we, we have over 500 paddocks, it's kind of hard to keep track of. <laughs> yes, it would most, be. Most people only have uh, 30 paddocks or 20 paddocks or eight paddocks, and they have a hard time keeping right. track of how many cows are in there. So it's helped us a lot having everything organized, our rest days, our recovery period, when it rained, paddocks, we didn't get enough rain. Uh, there's all sorts of magic things you can do on pasture map um uh, we've been using it for almost two years now 
and it's the best thing we've 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 invested in the seven hundred dollars a year you invest in it is worth millions down the road uh because i also like at our ranch i like uh driving through our ranch and not seeing a whole bunch of fence imagine having 500 paddocks and having to open 500 gates that's a whole lot of gates and uh yes that'd be awful (laughs) and i don't really like to do that so everything's drawn up on my phone and i set it up three four pastures at a time so there's only honestly there's only uh about four or five kilometers of hot wire at one time and everything oh, okay. I have is portable. So yes. um, I, I have a portable uh, water trough. I have a portable a portable fence. Everything everything I have is portable. I don't have anything permanent other than so the water you, lines. Do you use a solar energizer? Yes, I we I use a 10 joules solar oh, okay. portable portable energizer, which uh, works out just fine we've we haven't had trouble until this year since it's a little dry there's not very good ground no. so we're yes. having a little bit of trouble this year but now whenever you that, yes when whenever you move that uh, energizer are you putting uh, ground rods in the ground each time yes we uh, i try to centralize where i'm gonna be with uh with uh with the uh, energizer so i'm yes. i'll grab a piece that we won't have to move it in a month so oh, yes so so basically i make strips that are 50 hectares uh basically a, a thousand a thousand meters by 500 meters and then i grace both sides of it so i don't have to move everything every single day so the energizer stays where it is for a month and then the next month i oh, move yes. it and move it and that's how that's how i get uh well 500 paddocks then it's it's not a small feat so (laughs) right it's not i'm i'm impressed with your record keeping on that um that pasture map must be nice because i have trouble just keeping track what i'm doing and i'm working with much smaller numbers yeah it it helps you a lot when i first started using it i didn't really think it would help us as much as it did but then when i first started i had 100 paddocks so it was, oh, uh, yes. I, I still use the biological uh, plan of that Savory had on in, in the holistic management. And but over 100 paddocks, I had like 20 sheets just for one year of grazing. And oh, yes. I, can have it all, I can have it all on my phone and pull it out. If I drive by a paddock and I, I see something that catches my eye, a different type of species of grass or something, uh, you can save pictures of how you, how before you grazed it and after you grazed it. So you can oh, yes. have a, a visual reference of how much forage you're leaving, how much you're taking. Um, it helps you in a million different ways. How oh, very and, nice. And it's one of my biggest tools, honestly. Who would have thought uh, my, my dad used to get mad at me because he's like, oh, you're on your phone. You're just on your phone. And no, well, I have the, <laughs> have the map in my back pocket. So it helps a lot. Oh, yes. I can see how it would. Now, you use automatic gates. Tell us about those gates. Uh, those gates, I imported them from Argentina. 
there's uh the company's called Panzagro and uh they he invented this this automatic gate so you, you could have a higher efficiency when you're moving paddocks and uh the gates were $300 a piece but those $300 they they you can't imagine how much time they've saved me and oh yes not just time having being able to have more density without being there uh right the higher the density the better the better everything is so yes. it's it's helped us uh tremendously and those gates uh he he makes them in argentina but i think he distributes all over the world and uh there's something else i and uh, there's that's another tool that we've we've really like to use and another thing when you use automatic gates like that uh the cows the the cows calm down a lot because they don't see you get there on the four-wheeler on horseback or whatever when you're gonna move them and you know how they get all uh well flustered and ready to move and yeah with the, the gates they don't see anyone there and they move on their own they and the, those automatic gates you can time them set the timer to whatever time you want and then it'll lift up the poly wire and uh you can there's an option where you can lower it where there's an option uh to there's two different times on it so you can do you use it twice in a day oh yes so there's a whole bunch of and those uh run off of solar power also they're have a little solar panel on top um but they're great they're great they work amazing so they they lift up the poly, poly wire so the cows can walk under it. Yep, they they yeah. you ba- you basically stake it into the ground and it and with a string it has a a motor in the little box and the motor pulls up the the poly wire whatever time you set it at. Oh, okay. So so those are port- portable also. Uh, I don't I don't have any permanent fence. I just use uh, all poly wire. Oh um, yes, it works great. Works great. Now, what kind of line post are you using for your poly wire? Uh, I I get those in in the in United States. They're three eighths uh, fiberglass. Uh, just, I think they're like called Sun Guard or something like that. They're just oh yeah, a hundred percent fiberglass, three eighths of an inch, uh, pretty thin, and then they come with their clips and all that. Uh, so oh, the clip okay. is, so another thing we have on all our fence is a hundred percent fiberglass. So we won't have any shorts. It just, if you take the metal out of your fencing, you won't have any problems. That's why I can get away with fi- having 500 paddocks of just seeing one strand poly wire and it works great. It's uh, n- nothing's permanent and everything's portable. That's the best way to, to go. Oh yes, and I have to second that about uh, taking that the steel T post out of your your fence. We tried using those for electric fencing, and they just caused headaches. And when I got or when I quit using those as much, it made a world's of difference. Yeah, yeah. Once you get the metal out of your fence, it it helps a lot. Of that and having a good energizer, and you won't have any problems. Oh yes, yes. Now you said you. Before you had pasture map, you had about a hundred paddocks, and now you're doing um, 500. 
So when you increase that paddock number, you're, you increase the frequency of your moves. So you increase your stocking density. Yeah, we, we increased it. I think threefold. Uh, we went from running like 200 cows to 500 in, in four years, four or five years. Oh yes. Like that. Uh, but we've increased our carrying capacity. We've increased, uh, pretty much anything. And before, before I, I, I didn't have any portable fence either. So those oh, hundred yes. paddocks I had were all permanent and I ended up tearing those down because they were just got in your way. Just, Oh I yes. Took, I took that down and just do everything portable. It's, it's a lot easier and cheaper also for having 500 paddocks. I think we we've invested, I don't even think $5,000. And I, oh, I yes. think that's a lot. We already had the water lines installed, but uh, pretty much. And out of the, all those 500 paddocks, I have water in every paddock. So it helps a lot. Of oh, yes. Just, just imagine it's basically like a feedlot here at the ranch. Uh, we have 500 mother cows. They don't walk. The paddocks are seven acres per paddock, um, and they don't walk but 500 meters to get to the water. And oh, and yes. body condition because of that is is amazing. Our body condition, we can maintain a body condition without feeding any protein, without uh, basically just mineral, salt, and grass-based diet. So it works great. Oh, very good. Now on your, during the winter, do you feed anything during that time or how is your winter there? Luckily we have very mild winters. Um, we, today, what is it? It's like November 20th and we've had one freeze this year and not very bad, but our lowest temperature all winter will probably be 25 Fahrenheit. And oh yes, so it's mild and we don't feed any any hay we don't just strictly stockpiled forage all all winter and so, what kind of forages do you have there uh about 85 90% of uh of our of the ranch is is perennials we have uh black grama blue grama uh whole bunch of good good grasses good, and they they keep their pr protein pretty well throughout the year so oh, yes. that that has a lot to do with our with our manage, management style also it, we what we try to do is uh is the the less money you can put in your cattle well the more you're going to have at the end of the day uh so right now to to raise a calf cow calf pair uh from from to we wean at 8 months old so to raise it uh, and maintain the cow-calf pair, it cost us about $30 per year per cow-calf oh, wow. pair. So it, yes. our costs are, are minimal. Even, even more with the fencing we do, well, it's a minimal cost. But my dad went to that ranching for profit school. And, oh, yes. And everything we do, we, we, we budget and stick to the budget. That's about it. And try to avoid unnecessary costs so yes. yeah i have 500 paddocks but they're all on my phone they're not permanent <laughs> so yes so infrastructure what we 
but what we've put more money into is our water system. Now on your water system, how, how is it? So you, you buried lines and you have spigots or something every so often to connect to. Yeah, that's how we did it. We, we buried a two inch poly poly pipe, polyurethane pipe right through the center of the, of the land. And every, every kilometer we have a, a hydrant so we hook onto the hydrant and from that hydrant we can we basically just drag our portable our portable water trough to every single paddock we have oh yes so how big's your watering trough about 200 gallons but we're we run quite a bit of pressure we run about 250 pounds of pressure so with a little 200 gallon uh uh trough we can water 500 cows yeah keep them in water so are you connected to a well a or yeah you have uh, you're pumping your own water part of the ranch is is half of it is flat and the other half is uh high country so on the we go from six thousand feet to about nine thousand feet and up up in the mountains we have a uh, a little dam on oh, a yes. creek that on a creek that runs year round and in, and from that dam we we built uh filters and connected the poly pipe to the dam so we get free flowing water with about 300 psi that fills up water storage tanks here on the flat oh yes so we get free water when it rains when it rains uh from basically and on a normal year, we'll get free water from July until March without a cost. And yeah, which very nice. Yeah, we, we, we get quite a bit of water for free. So, so like years like this, when, when it hasn't rained, uh, we basically, we have a well right, right where the headquarters are. And we have a solar submergible pump that pumps, pumps up to a, to water storage pumps up uphill uphill to the highest point and then we gravity feed the rest oh okay so we use solar so we use solar so it's a less cost also anything we do like i said is low cost in mind right and and that's another reason we don't feed protein because it's a unnecessary for us it's an unnecessary cost we, we would rather buy a fence and have more moves a day or, or regenerate our soil so we can, well, we can improve our carrying capacity and have better, better grass for the cows. Yes, very good. Now, what kind of cows do you have? Uh, 100% Angus, Black Angus. Is that what you have always ran or did you change breeds anytime? No, we realized very often we wanted to compete with the U.S. markets since we export all our beef to the U.S. If we wanted yes. to compete within the feedlots, we needed good genetics. And that my dad, my dad did all that in what I think in the 90s. He, we bought uh, bulls from Gardner Angus from Kansas. And, oh, yes. And, and from there, we basically we've been selecting with criterias from kit farrow and 
uh, basically seed stock producers. So low maintenance, very low maintenance cows. That's what we're trying to select for. Uh, low maintenance that do pretty well in the feedlot. Oh, yes. So a lot of people don't like the feedlot, but that's the way it is. That's just the market. Um, and uh, that's how we do it. We export all our beef. So another thing we have in, in as an advantage is we, we spend in Mexican pesos and, and, and we earn in American dollars. Oh, when yes. We ex- when we export to the, to the U.S. So for every American dollar, it's 20 pesos Mexican. Oh, yes. So, so we almost double our money there, too. And it's, oh, well, that works out good, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a game of numbers, but uh, we've, we've been doing it for the past 80, 90 years already, exporting to the U.S., but it's worked out great for us and we needed to compete with the markets in the U S. So that's why we have hundred percent Angus. Oh yes. And, uh, we've, we've been selecting for, well, low maintenance, uh, cattle for the past 40 years. And, and we've gotten pretty far along, uh, with our genetics to not, well, to not feed protein, even on a dry year like this, we don't, we don't, give a bell of hay we don't give any corn we don't give anything just grass and mineral and salt and that's about it very good yes it sounds like you've done a, a great job with selecting for a low maintenance cow yeah yeah it's taken quite a bit of work but we're getting there and we're not done yet we're we, we're not done yet there's a few things we can change but we're we're getting there what do you see changing in the near future you all just going the way you're going or do you all have some things in mind that you're you're working towards or going to change uh i i what i want to do is put some more some more water lines in the ranch where where i need them um a little bit of permanent fence just for just so it won't be as much fence building uh another thing i want to do is is increase our carrying capacity instead of right now we run from we run about nine to 12 acres per cow per year and i want to get down to to at least six acres per cow per year oh yes so uh improve our carrying capacity and and we can it can be done i know it can be done so it just it just takes a little time one of these years we'll we'll, we'll get there <laughs> right yeah it's always longer than you expect it to take or at least yeah. everything i try it's a little bit longer than what i thought it would take but marcos we're to our famous four time of our podcast same four questions we ask all of our guests mm-hmm. so our first question is what's your favorite grass grazing or grazing grass related book or resource i'm young i don't I don't really like reading that there's a reason why I work at a ranch. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I was never the, the smartest kid in school, but uh, somehow cows, cows talk to me, but oh yes. uh, the resource I most use is basically Instagram. Instagram. We, there's a lot of people doing the same thing and you can learn a lot just from, from looking at other people's not mistakes, but what they do, uh, Right. different ways of seeing things 
but uh, the holistic management book, I've read that a few times from Ellen Savory. Uh, it's kind of confusing, kind of confusing, but once you get the, the gist of it, it, it'll be easier to read. Another book I like, there's a book from Johan Zietzman that, that's very good. I think oh, it's, okay. uh, I forgot the name of it. Well, we'll, we'll look it up and put it in the so, show notes. So we'll have it there. What tool could you not live without on your farm? I think I was pretty clear about uh, pasture <laughs> map. <laughs> yes, it's, yes. Uh, people might think it's expensive, but it's worth every single dime you pay for it. Just to have everything organized, it's it's wonderful. Uh, but pasture map and and portable fence. What would you tell someone just getting started on a journey to be a grass farmer? The easiest thing is don't concentrate on having everything permanent. The more permanent things you do, the more expensive it's going to be. So if you're starting out, start out like I did. Uh, the first thing I did was went and bought four reels and some poly rope. And I started building my own paddocks. And that was, I think that's the best thing you can do is, is don't focus on what everyone else has, but focus on what you can do with your budget and, and keep it portable. Keep yes. it portable. That's the best way to do it. Very good. Great advice. Where can others find out more about you? Follow the ranch's Instagram. It's Jeffers Cattle Company, J-E-F-F-E-R-S Cattle Co. on Instagram. I put something at least weekly, if not twice a week. If, yes. uh, if anyone has any questions, they can contact me through there. and I'll try to answer their questions. But basically anything I do is on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook, both. Okay, very good. We'll put those links in the show notes as well. Marcos, we really appreciate you being on here. I think you've shared some great information with us. Thank you for having me. I'm, all, I'm always pleased to, to share uh, regenerative agriculture. It's, it's the only way to save the world right now. You've just listened to the Grazing Grass podcast, helping grass farmers produce forages for livestock. We'd greatly appreciate it if you would share this episode with someone and leave us a review. And until next time, keep grazing. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. I know I did. Thank you for listening. And if you found something useful, please share it. Share it on your social media. Tell your friends. Get the word out about the podcast. Helps us grow. If you happen to be a grass farmer and you'd like to share about your journey, go to grazinggrass.com and click on Be Our Guest. Fill out the form and I'll be in touch. We appreciate your support by sharing our episodes and telling your friends about it. You can also support our show by buying our merch. We get a little bit back from that. Another way to support the show is by becoming a Grazing Grass Insider. Grazing Grass Insiders enjoy bonus content, monthly Zooms, and discounts. You can visit the website, grazinggrass.com, click on support, and they'll have the links there. Also, if you haven't left us a review, please do. It really helps us as people are searching for podcasts. And I was just checking them. And we do not have very many reviews for 2024. So if you haven't left us a review, please do. 
And until next time, keep on grazing grass. <laughs>